Welcome back to another episode, another mini episode of the Nutrition Spot Podcast. Today, it's myself, Shana, without Nikki, to talk about, is it okay to skip meals with intuitive eating or to intuitively fast? So our intuitive in our intuitive eating clients often ask us, if I'm not hungry for breakfast, is it okay to skip a meal or to intuitively fast? And so depending on where you are at in your intuitive eating journey, it may produce a different answer. So if you're just starting to learn intuitive eating, skipping meals, missing breakfast, or trying intuitive fasting, it may prolong your journey to filling your true hunger and fullness signals. And I'm going to go into that. But if you consider yourself a super seasoned or advanced intuitive eater, i.e. someone who has a very strengthened mind-body connection, not eating breakfast or intuitively fasting when you're not feeling hungry may be the very intuitive thing to do. So I'm going to go into some signs and symptoms to watch out for to help you determine whether or not you truly were not hungry or if it's something else. Okay. And like I did last time, I made a printable checklist for you as well, which is going to be in the link down below on the blog post. So you can grab that. Okay, so first let's go into why skipping meals can hinder your ability to become an intuitive eater if you're fairly new on your journey and you don't have like a solid, like I know my body's got my back kind of feeling. And then I'll go into when, you know what? It's part of just your self-regulated appetite. You're an intuitive eater now and you can tell when you're not hungry and and it's totally normal for a lot of us to feel that once we are intuitive eaters. Okay. So why skipping meals can hinder your ability to become an intuitive eater. <clears throat> Number one, your hunger is currently suppressed. So if you have a background of trying different diets or tracking your intake, watching portions or limiting certain foods, you know how it goes, then your body's hunger cues may currently be stifled. And therefore the last thing you want to do is skip meals or go long periods without eating. Like that's what diets taught us how to do, right? When we have a history of ignoring our body signals or some diets, I shouldn't label them all. When we have a, a history of ignoring our body signals, AKA dieting, then chances are high that our metabolism has slowed down, right? And so when we go long periods without eating or just continually ignore what our body's asking for, our body does what it needs to do to adapt to this harsh environment and it slows down our metabolism. So us doing this right at the beginning of our intuitive eating journeys, it's going to prolong the journey. It's not going to help. So this perpetuates the cycle or just not eating because we don't feel hungry won't improve the situation. Okay. So number two, you're trying to make up for what you ate yesterday. So if the reason you're like, oh, I don't really know if I'm super hungry, maybe I shouldn't, like that golden word should, this is where we get into some difficulties when trying to learn intuitive eating. So if this is the thought that is leading your decision to not eat today, then this is a sign you're still in your head about what to eat, when to eat, and how much to eat. The longer that we let our mind dictate these decisions, the longer we are preventing our body from leading us intuitively. Fact. (laughs) 
So unfortunately, this mindset is a scarcity mindset, which can trigger all sorts of false cravings later in the day, false hungers, right? With this, we end up overeating and we'll be right back to where we started the very next day. So that's not the cycle we want to be stuck in. And then number three, you're trying to control your intake. So if you feel you would just eat less with a smaller eating window, like fasting, sneakily promotes (laughs) or less meals per day, you know, like, okay, I just like seem to be eating too much. So if I only eat bread, like, no, this meal and this meal, then for sure I'll eat less, you know, having that kind of mindset, then this can signify to your body that food is not available when it's most needed and it will flood your system with hunger hormones, causing you to overeat later in the day. So I've talked to a lot of people who have done fasting and you get to the point where your hunger is so next level when it comes to time to eat, <clears throat> your false hunger is riding in the background, but also your biological hunger where your your hunger hormones are so flooded in your system that it makes you overeat. You actually end up eating more than you would have just letting yourself have breakfast. And if you're like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm I'm someone who consistently overeats with even without like any kind of rule or anything like that, then please check out all of our other podcasts where we talk about why that's happening. More rules is not the answer. Okay. So this can cause you to have late night snacking where you just can't seem to get satisfied no matter what you're eating. Have you ever had that symptom? So that's what's going on there. So any kind of rule to be like, okay, I just really got to get myself organized. I need to have some sort of parameters in place to fix this situation. It's usually just kind of like a top-down band-aid approach. It's not fixing the the root cause from underneath. And so the symptoms of overeating are going to keep spurting out <laughs> No matter what kind of like top-down rule you have, it's a self-perpetuating cycle. It's not going to be the thing that lasts sustainably. If it did, we never, we would not be here having this conversation. Okay. So skipping meals before we learn the skills of intuitive eating can keep our metabolism suppressed and our cravings high. So it's not what we want. That's not the path to healing. Putting in the time and intention to relearn our hunger and fullness cues, eliminating our false hunger and repairing our metabolism is the most rewarding journey for someone looking to truly be free around food and feel their healthiest. And if you're looking for resources on that, on how to do that, I'll put a link for a free training down below. Okay, so let's get into why skipping meals can signify that you are now an intuitive eater. Okay, so number one. You mentally, air quotes, try on all the food in your house and nothing seems appealing. So literally this looks like you walking around and you're like looking at your fridge and your pantry and you're like, well, maybe I could have that. Well, maybe would I want this? Would I want this? And you're just like mentally trying it on. Like, would that taste good? So despite you're giving yourself 100% permission to eat anything for breakfast, you just don't want anything. This is like true 100% unconditional permission. You're like, I could really eat anything right now, anything at all if I wanted to. And you're like, okay, I'm just really not wanting anything. 
I just might not be hungry yet. So I'm going to wait 15 minutes because a lot of us as intuitive eaters know that if we start to, we're just like kind of have food on the mind, it means that we are starting to get hungry and usually like a small window of 15 minutes and another 15, so 30 minutes. Then our true hunger is finally peaked, like our physiological hormones, all that starting to like really get high in our, our bloodstream. And we're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I can tell exactly what I want to eat now. So you're going through that process thinking that your hunger is going to totally set in and tell you what you want. But what happens for some, some of us sometimes is that that hunger never actually sits in. It never set in. And now it's lunchtime. You're like, holy cow, what, what was happening there? So, or you try on all the breakfast foods and a simple, like a very small snack seems the only thing that's appetizing, like a, a fruit or a small piece of, a small cup of yogurt. And then you're like, oh man, like, is this enough? Am I doing right by my body? Is this enough? I don't know. But like the fact of like eating more just like just seems super unappealing. So this is your self-regulated appetite being like, no, man, this is all we need today it was so liberating. This is such a liberating phenomenon for me. And I just want to like walk you through like the many phases of eating I had in my life. So my previous self, I, the very first version of me before, after I was no longer an intuitive eater, like I was an intuitive eater when I was really young. And then I became someone that was like the unconscious autopilot eater where I would just eat because I had this like weird pull to like constantly do it. And I know now looking back that it was like a void filling. It was more of a like a out of touch emotionally autopilot eating. I just wanted something. I just had that feeling, that craving of like, I want something. And I had like out of habit soothed that soothed that feeling with food. And so with so much repetition, I realized I started to think that I was hungry. So many times I would just like want two bowls of cereal because my hunger wasn't real. If I thought that I was hungry, I couldn't suss out that it was totally not real hunger. And it was more of just like an avoid emotionally. For a lot of us who know, or are really in touch with our emotions, you know what I'm talking about right now. And um, I could just feel that wanting feeling. So out of habit, I would soothe it and then I would have a bowl and then the feeling would come back. And so I would want another bowl, right? So that's how that repetitive eating happens when it's a more emotionally void eating because once the food's gone, the feeling's back. And since we're not really feeling our feelings, <laughs> we're feeling hunger, we think that we're still hungry. And so that's how it leads to like massive overeating. Okay. So that led to problems in my life where my weight was going up. And I was like, why do I love food so much? Why do I feel like I just always want to eat? So that brought me into my next previous self, which was the diet culture-minded eater, the one who was told that it was wrong to eat two bowls of cereal, right? And yeah, man, that started me thinking that cereal was like only a special food and that it should only be eaten sometimes. And if I did let myself eat it, then I would have hyper desire around it, right? False hunger around it because in the back of my mind, I had flipped the psychological switch of like deep down, I knew I liked the taste of it. 
And my mind was telling me like, I don't know when I'm going to get to have this again, or I should only have a small amount. And my body's like, wait, what? We like this. Like, this is a food that we enjoy eating. We better get it now. We don't know when it's going to be available again. So that is something that really sparks a lot of overeating when it's not true your body's like normal amount of hunger. It hyperinflates those cravings. So then you overeat. And then now as an intuitive eater self, when I don't feel hungry for breakfast, despite looking at everything I have and trying to invent something that would be really delicious to like spark my appetite to eat, it's such a strange feeling when I'm like, no, I truly do have the permission to eat whatever I want, but like not even pancakes sound interesting today. I'm just like pausing because it's just the most phenomenal thing that if you tried to explain to me in my past two previous selves, I'd probably be like, I don't know if you know me. (laughs) I would be like, that sounds great, but I don't think that could be true for me. And now that I'm living it, it's still a pinch me moment. I feel very, very grateful. So it's very liberating. And it's just when I I don't, I just have this like internal, it's internal. It's not a mind thing. Internal feeling of like, no, I legitimately just don't want anything. And I want to like yell it from the mountaintop. Have how many layers of healing led to this and how proud of a person, like how proud I am of myself for walking through that journey because I did it alone. (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. I was honestly just led by my internal guidance system. So if you're going through this and you're like constantly second guessing yourself, you're doing great. (laughs) Look, keep listening to that internal guidance system in all things. And the byproduct is just super dreamy. (laughs) It's really dreamy. So now I'm left with this self-regulated appetite that tells me when it's time to eat, how much to eat, what to eat, and there's no more mental space taken up. Before, I just had this weird pull to always do it. All that pull and all the hyper desire is just gone. I right now have four types of cereal in my house. And sometimes I'm just like, I don't. I don't want anything. Sometimes I'm like, I just want an orange, which is also crazy because I grew up with not a lot of fruits or vegetables and I didn't really like eating fruit. I was like, why would I eat that when I could eat? It's crazy how wise our bodies are once we get back in tune with them. Okay, number two. So you you haven't suppressed your appetite with caffeine or busyness. Okay, so part of becoming an intuitive eater is becoming aware of how many things, not just food, make you feel. Our clients are acutely aware of how substances and circumstances make them feel and how they affect their hunger fullness cues. Once they realize how good it feels to honor their hunger after they eliminate their false hunger, right? It doesn't feel good to constantly give yourself permission to overeat and eat all the junky foods constantly over and over and over. That does not feel good. That's not what proper intuitive eating is. Sometimes it can be a bit confusing in the food freedom world on social media. I'm like, am I doing this right? We really strongly believe you have to get rid of that false hunger first before 
intuitive eating can happen. Anyways, so once they realize how good it feels to honor their hunger, they do all that they can to feel their hungerfulness cues clearly, including not flooding their system with caffeine as a source of false fuel or overriding their hunger cues with busyness. They know that if they did this, their body tracks their intake and would be asking for late night snacks anyways, right? So your body can tell when there's a deficit. And usually if there's a deficit, it's going to hyperinflate things to ensure that you actually eat enough later. And that's how we all got in trouble trying diets. Okay, number three, you don't experience under eating symptoms. So if you go ahead and really honor the the fullness, which is easy to do once you're an intuitive eater, it's not a mind decision, it just happens naturally. You're, yeah, so you don't experience under eating. So speaking of late night cravings, um, here's a list of symptoms that would signify you've under eaten today and might need breakfast after all. So if you're, okay, okay, I decided not to eat breakfast. I'm just going to monitor if this is like first couple of times I've done this. I'm going to monitor to see if there's any kind of signs or symptoms that indicate that maybe I was hungry and I missed a hunger signal for some reason. So you have the relentless evening cravings. Um, It's difficult to, to concentrate on tasks during the day. You're irritable or moody is a pretty big one, or you have low energy level. You probably, if you really miss the mark, probably have all of those. So watch out for those kinds of signals and just observe with compassion. Be like, oh, I missed something. I get to learn something. That's all the intuitive eating journey is. The more we have that reflective, compassionate outlook, the faster our journey will be rather than striving for perfection, right? Okay, number four, it's not a rule or a new way of eating. <laughs> I'm speaking to my old past self, Shayna. Oh my gosh, I would have loved the term intuitive fasting, my previous self as a dieter. Oh my gosh, I would have been on that bandwagon so fast. <laughs> it sounds so sexy. And by the way, I did not read, there's a book out there called Intuitive Fasting and I did not read it. Um, everything that I've read quickly on reviews, etc., it sounds all kind of diet culture, but I can't really say for sure. It's that's definitely not what I'm talking about here <laughs> at all, at all, at all. Okay, so uh, so this is not a new rule or a new way of eating. So just because you notice that you haven't been super hungry for breakfast recently, it doesn't suddenly turn into a new way of eating or a rule. Literally, you are so free with food that one day you may not want to eat breakfast and the next day you are really hungry for it. And you simply allow the natural flow and rhythm of your body, again, no overthinking things anymore. Just let it flow. (laughs) Just let it ride. Just let it ride and see what happens. Like take a big picture approach. Start to like observe the rhythms of your body. There's no right or wrong. The more we allow that with being in tune and centered and mindful, however you want to say it, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again, magic happens, okay? So you get to be the observer. You get to let your body lead you and see how empowering that can be. 
I know it can be scary at first. So if you want coaching or help through it, talk to us about that. So number five, you're leading, you are leading with a nurturing mindset. Okay. So you're making this no eat breakfast decision through a very nurturing mindset. A controlling mindset would be if you feel you might not be hungry for breakfast and then you think, great, maybe this will lead to weight loss, then this can be a pretty big red flag to be honest with yourself that a controlling mindset might be prevailing right now. Okay, so we don't want to lead with that because it can spiral us down a road that leads to false hunger, decreasing our metabolism. Nikki was saying there's research to show that even thinking about going on a diet again for all of us past dieters can flip those switches of like decreasing our metabolism, et cetera. Pretty cool. And I don't doubt it. Nurturing, a nurturing, more holistic mindset would be someone who is really in tune with their body and has an advanced knowing of the intuitive eating skills might think, oh man, I hope this decision to not eat doesn't affect my body negatively. See how that is? And I probably wouldn't have arrived to that mindset during my previous selves because I was so worried about my weight and my overeating. And I totally get that if that's where you are right now. I get it. It's not until we have that more of that my evidence that, okay, intuitive eating really will help me to stop overeating. So then I can start like relax a bit and have more of like a, my body's got my back. So I'm going to, I'm going to nurture it, that kind of mindset. So it is a journey to get there for some of us. Don't be hard on yourself. If you're like, no, but for real, I'm really worried about my weight and my overeating. (laughs) Like you're not wrong. I've been there. Okay. So this is a mindful nurturing mindset. Then they would monitor, monitor again for any symptoms above to ensure that they are strengthening their mind-body connection, okay? So anytime I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm for sure not hungry for breakfast or just like want something super small, like an orange or whatever, then I observe. I don't have those symptoms of the moody, irritability, low energy, difficulty concentrating, any of that relentless evening snacking, then I'm like, great, carry on. (laughs) I've got a strengthened mind-body connection. So one of the most remarkable life changes intuitive eating gave to me was a self-regulated appetite. My appetite truly fluctuates with my stage of life, season of living, exercise level, special occasion eating, meaning my body now tracks my intake and adjusts my hunger level accordingly. Another way of saying this, you guys, is that it's always tracked my intake and always has adjusted my appetite. However, all of my false hunger clouded those signals before, right? When I said my previous self was just like this autopilot void eater, my body was trying to tell me what I was actually hungry for, but I had these drivers that were causing me to overeat. And then... When I got mixed up in diet culture of like shouldn't and should and all that, it flipped the switch of hyper desire. But my body underneath was still trying to regulate my intake despite all my overheating from the hyper desire and under eating and all that. 
So my body was always capable. It was just all these things that I needed to undo and unlearn, peel all back those layers so I could get back to that normal body function that we all have inside. So I just don't have that pull to eat all the time anymore because of the time I took to eliminate the false hunger. Really liberating. I've gone from a life of extreme control, mentally fighting my way to skipping all the meals, I eat fasting, to just going with the flow with my appetite and only thinking of food whenever I'm physically hungry. I am now able to trust that my body has got my back because I no longer have all kinds of false hunger infiltrating my day. I'd love to hear where you are in your journey. What helps you determine your hunger fullness cues and the favorite thing that you're eating for breakfast right now? Like I was saying, some most often right now, I'm kind of into just like a fruit and a very large decaf latte. It's quite lovely. And then other days, I'm really into cereal with nuts, honey, and whole milk. Anyways, I hope you guys are doing really well and I'll see you guys next time.